Yo, what's up guys? This is Jay-Z. Let me tell you, I've got 99 problems, but one of them is definitely not finding the best soccer podcast. Welcome to Goal Post for Jumpers, the best place for football and the best place for cabbages. Peace. Cool Jewel sex tape. No. Yes. Cool Jewel sex tape. Ah, I got a headache. That sounds like that sounds like uh, City fans to you. I just laughed really hard. Ex-Man United goalkeeper Gary Bailey was once forced to deny rumours that he had no penis <laughs> after an Irish journalist. Entangles. We're just getting an insight into Baker's uh, internet brand. No, 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 no. Do you want me to? Do you want me to? No, 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 do you want me to tell you which one it is? Right. If anyone's listened to this and they think, oh yeah, that's got to be true, you're mental. Dale Winton. Oh my god. <laughs> you look like you've aged five years since you first started this podcast. The lost sea scrolls of Persia are currently pinned on Jose Mourinho's fridge. The last. Persian player to play football wasn't a cat. <laughs> we only did two. I know. Right, that's I the warm up so out of the way. You're awful at that. I know. Is it just because I'm really funny? No. <laughs> Why do you always laugh? Because I find you funny, whereas I know you're not funny in real life. Well, to be honest, mate, I don't know how to start. It's also today's... your face. Every time I look up and your face, you're doing. That yeah. face. So it's I really... mean, this is a podcast, so they can't see that. Oh, this yeah. face. If anyone's listening, it's this face. It's this face, okay? Can't follow on from Jay-Z, to be honest. I think yeah. we've peaked now. We have. You know, first it was Teletext, then it was free Kellogg's iPhones, and now Jay-Z. And now Jay-Z. You know? It's, uh, but yeah, welcome to Go Post of Jumpers. Episode, uh, episode number? Number 15, mate. How are we on 15 episodes? To be I honest, I thought we'd do two and then hate each other, and then uh, that'll be it. Well, the hating part's correct. Stop. Guys, um, if you haven't subscribed on YouTube yet, please uh, go and subscribe. Uh, drop us a rating on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us and goes a long way. It does. Only takes a couple of seconds. You're really upsetting Alex if you don't do it. And, you know, I have to put up with it. So, yeah. you know, Makes me if, if you could. What have we got today, mate? What have we got today? We've got two lies and a truth coming up, mm. which is a good one this week. We've got Twatlist coming up and we've got uh, your favourite feature. Frankenstein football. Frankenstein football. But okay. first, I'm going to ask you a question, and it's a would you rather. The would you rathers are back. <sighs> okay. This is a tough one. Right. When are they ever not? Would you rather, and I want you to really think about this. Okay. Would you rather wake up one morning and everyone <laughs> is Spanish? Your mum and dad are Iniesta and Xavi. <laughs> or wake up one morning and everyone is Portuguese and your dog looks suspiciously like Nanny. That these are fucking terrible. Suspiciously like nanny. Like every time you look at your dog, you look round. You're like, is that nanny? Uh, no, it's my dog. Well, and every time I, I'm surprised. Every time you're like, uh, hold up. Oh. <laughs> and also, when you thought of these, everyone's Portuguese. When you thought of these, mm-hmm. um, why did you think they'd be good? <laughs> but it's tough, isn't it? No, I could choose either and one. And your mum and dad are Xavi and. Iniesta. Right, I'm going with that Great one. Great partnership. I'm going with that one. Yeah, but everyone's Spanish yeah. and your mum and dad aren't who they are anymore. I don't mind everyone being Spanish. So you'd lose your mum and dad so that you don't have to look at your dog. Oh, and I've think, lost my mum and dad. Yeah, because they're Xavi and Iniesta. Oh, okay, then I go with the dog then. But he looks be... like Nanny. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind that. It'd be pretty funny. But you'll lose your dog. 
So this is fucking getting even worse. You're basically it went from everyone's Spanish your Portuguese to your family's gone. You'll always have the suspicion that your dog could yeah could be former Man United. I'm gonna go with Aaron. This, right, this is shit. This is shit. This is shit. You know this is shit. You know this is shit. Which one are you going for? The nanny one. This is shit. But you, it was tough. Did for you. you come up with this in a second? It was tough for you. Right. Okay. I, What's our top five this no, week? No, I've got a trivia question first, I'd mate. probably go with the suspicious... I know you're like eager Danny, because well. um, the top five this week is a good one. It's a controversial one. Just but a bit, trivia, a bit of trivia to start Alex off and you guys. Who is the only English team to have played in Division 3 North, Division 3 South, Division 4, Division 3, Division 2, and Division 1 and the Premier League? Division 3 North and South? Yep. Basically every league down to that level. So oh. you've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight leagues there. Uh, eight leagues. That is a tough one. Mm. I'll give you a clue. It's close to home for you. So I'll reveal that at the end. Uh, we have a top five first. What is it? This is a controversial one. Top five most overrated players. And that's up next. Okay, so top five. Top Five. Overrated footballers, this is current footballers, current footballers yeah, of, of the past. People are still playing. Probably just clickbaited you in there. You I know. top top five current footballers that are overrated. I'll have my very strong opinions. You'll definitely have your strong opinions. Indeed. Do you want to kick it off with number five? Five. Number five. I have Di Maria. Di Maria obviously um, has been respected in the past thanks to all the things he achieved with Real Madrid. But I think he's now much more of an average player than a superstar. So he's very injury prone now, especially when he was a Van Gaal's Man United, which he was a ter- you know Man United pretty much ruined a lot of players recently. And you know things don't look like they're going to change in the near future. At PSG he does feature, but I just don't think he has really lived up to what he kind of showed he would do at Real Madrid. I thought he would be one of the world's best players. So yeah. My number five is Di Maria. What's yours? I think Di Maria might be the um, is he the most expensive or most transferred players? He's like generated the most transfer revenue of Whatever. any player. Yeah, you I think mean, he went to United? He went mm. from Benfica to Real Madrid. United from Real Madrid to United. United to PSG. All on like fifty, sixty million pound transfers. Transfers. What's your number five? My number five is. Talking of transfers, forty million pounds this guy cost this transfer window. Okay, he moved from Arsenal to Everton. Right. Okay. Yeah. It's Alex, Alex Awobi. That's a good shout. The reason why I think I don't think Arsenal fans necessarily rated him. They couldn't. I don't think they could believe their luck when he when he moved to Everton. But forty million pounds for Alex Awobi. I, I just think I thought he had to make my list. I just think it's it's a very um, good case of you not paying. For the player, you're paying what it costs to get him out of that contract. Yeah, yeah, definitely agree with that. Four. What is your number four? My number four, Gareth, is Karim Benzema. Okay, big shout there. Big shout. Big shout. I think don't agree with that at all. But I think he's. To be fair to him, he's carried the kind of weight of Ronaldo for so many years, where he's almost been the striker to feed Ronaldo. But I think for me, and this goes back to my, my old days at uni when I used to bet, and I used to, every single week, I used to put him on to score. 
and he never He's scored. not overrated, mate. Look, 148 game goals in 300 games, 87 assists, 60 goals in 100 Champions League games. The guy's not overrated. Yeah, he is. I'm very shocked by that yeah, one. Yeah, he is. Okay, well, my number four is Ryan Sessegnon. Um, you know, it's a bit harsh, possibly, because he's still young, but I'm just talking about currently who's overrated. And I think that, you know, he had that unreal season in the championship with those 15 goals. Mm. You know, I watched him quite a lot because that was when Cardiff were in the championship and Fulham got promoted alongside with us. But he was nothing short of disappointing for Fulham last season in that step up to the Premier League. The 25 million fee for me is quite understandable given the amount of hype around him and being a young player and getting him out of that contract. Well, he's English. So Do I think why. he's worth it? it? Remains to be seen. That's my number four. My number three is Gonzalo Iguain. Okay, big shout. Mm. Very big shout here. You've got Benzema. Probably the most... And Higuain. Yeah, these two strikers, but they're, they're similar in the sort of fact that they're kind of... They're a bit of an, an enigma, but they're, they're, they're like... They're just your classic... And I suppose you could put Cavani in the same, no, you same sort of field. The reason I haven't put Cavani in, in there is because I actually rate Cavani. It's unbelievable. Yeah, but... Do you know what I mean by these players? They miss big opportunities. They're kind of. Can I just some of the some of the touches you see? You see it every single week. If you watch Real Madrid, if you watch a lot of Spanish football, if you watch a lot of Italian football, when you watch Higuain and Benzema, sometimes it's a donkey. Sometimes it's the best player in the world. You don't know what you're watching. Of course, but like I'm not criticizing you, but obviously you've got to look at stats. Stats on everything, but when someone scored 300 goals in 600 games, I know. can you call someone? With that amount of goals for teams You've like got to think Napoli, about the, you know Chelsea. Well, obviously well, not really Chelsea. These are huge. But, t- see, like let's remember, Iguain is part of a Juve side now. Was part of a Juve side that was extremely successful. You're looking at an Iguain who was in the team for Napoli, who was uh, successful for Real Madrid, who was successful. Benzema exactly the same. He's in teams that are going to score goals. Yeah, He's going to get opportunities. This these guys are playing in teams that have like. 60% possession and are created four, five, six, seven big opportunities every single game because their midfield behind them is world class. I, I don't get how you could choose him as an overrated player. I just Look at his stats. What, Iguain? Yeah. I, I think, mean, you shit. Uh, Chelsea. Well, like, Chelsea just showed, his true, no, just showed his true colours. The guy cannot cut it when it gets down to the nitty gritty. I don't, I don't... I think you have to look at the career he's had so far. You know, yeah, he hasn't been great for Argentina. What's, what's he do for his country? What's he do for no his one does? Team? Messi doesn't. Dybala doesn't. Yeah, Argentina are massively play, but... historically mismanaged team. They have been even before Maradona was managing them. I think. But, I think Iguain, Benzema, those sort of players. Like I said, they are. They they should be hit. They should be hitting those numbers. My number three is Mesut Ozil. Uh, obviously, um, you know, it's hard to imagine now that he's been at Arsenal since 2013. By the way. And I think mm. ever since he signed, Arsenal fans have spent their lives, you know, defending him defiantly because of that forty-five million he cost. Look, he's obviously a quality player who looked world class at Madrid. He was unbelievable at Madrid, but he's never really done that consistently. That's the key word there: consistently for Arsenal. He showed he's had games where he's been unbelievable for Arsenal. He scored some world class. You know, like that chip he scored that one time. I can't remember who's against now, but, you know, two assists and five goals last season. Nine assists and four goals the season before. Look, it's not diabolical, but that is not what you want out of a 45 million player 
who's on £60 million a year. It depends how you look at the stats for Mesut Ozil because obviously but, you've gone through your stats for Higuain and Benzema and you've told me this, this, this and this. And it's not all you, stats. Yeah, but you're, you're, you're also looking up stats that will kind of, it's almost confirmation bias because you're trying to find stats that help your opinion on of it. Of course, because I'm not saying stats are everything, but you know, with the Higuain thing, look, I can understand why someone could say he's overrated because as you said, he didn't cut the mustard with Chelsea. But I think sometimes it's important, like especially with Benzema, you know, he's a different kind of striker. The amount of assists he's get, he spent a lot of years passing the ball sideways to Ronaldo, essentially. And missing chances. No, look, he's, I watched, he's unbelievable. Look, let's, look, let's not to, talk about yeah, Benzema I just want again. to go back on that. Genuinely now, genuinely, <laughs> how much Spanish football have you watched over the last five years? And I, I know you might say, but oh, how I can, this, how much, that. how much have you watched of Juventus? Loads. Have you watched as much as me? Probably. I don't think you have. Probably. I've w- I watch Syria. I watch. I watch literally every single European league for the last okay, five ten well, years. I've I do. This isn't a pissing contest. This is literally just. I'm saying it because you're running off stats. The reason I'm saying it is you're I've running off stats. I've said stats on everything. But th- that's and why then I'm. You're getting focused no, on the fact why that I'm saying stats. Yeah, but why I'm saying that is because you're you're literally using stats to back it up. But you've got no. You've you didn't got, let me finish the point. But though, you've though, got did nothing you? else. You haven't said anything else. I was about, literally about to. But you haven't said anything else about the style of play. What they actually do when they're playing. Okay. When Benzema plays for Real Madrid. But did you let me finish my point about Ozil? how many chances does Benzema miss every single game from Real Madrid? If if you've you've got, watched him loads. If you've watched Gonzalo Higuain play loads, how many opportunities do you great watch players, him But great players get in those positions. Like, at the, at the end of the day... I like that is a lazy argument. No, that's it's a lazy not. Argument. You're saying that... That's he, a lazy he, argument. When you've got the likes of Cruz Modric behind you, when you've got the likes of Ronaldo and Bale either side of you, and you're Taking Benzema, all the goals. Not necessarily. How much does Cruz score every season? How much does Modric score? These guys are creative midfielders. Then you've got Higuain, who might have Pjanic behind him. He might have Hazard when he was at Chelsea. He'll have Pedro, Willian. Like, these guys create so many opportunities for these strikers. If they weren't hitting those numbers, honestly, they don't belong up there. Anyway. You could put, you could put an <clears throat> average striker up there, and they would not maybe not hit those sort of numbers, but they'd be close. Okay, so just get, get back the, onto Ozil, because I was obviously in the middle of saying the fact he got two assists and five goals last season, nine assists and four goals the year before. That's a very vital statistics for someone who yeah, I exactly. believe in, in, in general play is lazy. He hasn't been creating enough chances for Arsenal. Yeah, you could say that, you know, uh, Madrid have better players when he was there, but, you know, he's been bought for 45 million to create those chances. And, you know, what did he do last year? No, nothing. nothing. And he's lazy. He's not worth 45 million anymore. And especially has, not 60 million. He has, he has a habit of kind of just going off sick and he's, it always comes under injury, but we don't know why. There's never mm. any, a real, there's never real injuries, I don't think. So he comes under the bracket of being injured. So he plays like 15 times a season and he never really has a full season under his belt. And I think that probably could be why, why he doesn't really. Definitely. Okay, so what's my your number two, two? Your number two, mate, your number two. Is Mateo Kovacic. Ooh, good shout. Another £40 million pound signing. Chelsea yeah. decided to uh, take him full time after his loan spell, which the only the only explanation for that is the fact that they were on a transfer ban and couldn't sign anyone else. Yeah, they were just basically... They, they needed to fill they the numbers. They had to sign him. Yeah, 40 million quid. And I think Real Madrid, obviously, they couldn't have been any happier with that because Kovacic really... When he went there, hasn't he, he hasn't done anything special. I think he's yet to score for Chelsea still. We're a season 
nearly two se- well a season and a half nearly he just doesn't score any goals pretty much yeah. he's not worth 40 million and he doesn't add anything to that Chelsea team in my opinion I think you've got better players I, there I haven't watched him enough to include him in the list but yeah that's a good shout um, my number two mate uh, one that's probably going to anger you quite a lot is Anthony Marshall um, I'm a big crit- critic of his to be honest um, you've got a look at what he was brought in for that 55 million pounds you know I think he's definitely got the potential to be unbelievable you look at his debut goal um i just don't think that he's been anywhere near as good as what he needs to be at united i think um you know he goes missing way too much and to be honest i i think rashford's better than him just with regards to martial what would it take for you to say that you were wrong about him this season what would he need to do? Well, the thing is, he's got a great opportunity. He's got a great stage now. He's been given that number nine shirt again. You know, United haven't signed any marquee sign-ins. Solskjaer's come out and said he's got faith in Greenwood, which is great that he's putting faith in youth. But Martial really needs to lead that line if he is playing up top. And to to be honest, mate... Um, what sort of numbers? Are you, do you I mean, want goals, again, goals-wise? Yeah, well, how many do you want him to score? To, to say that you were wrong at the end of the season, I was wrong about Martial because he scored X amount of goals, how many would you expect? I, I, it's, it's hard to, to gauge that. I, to be honest, I would like to see him on a more consistent basis being as dangerous as I know he can be and as Man United fans know he can be. Is he someone who can get, you know, 20 goals a season? Yes, he can. But I don't expect him to in that first season with that pressure of being their leading striker. Mm. You know, something like 15 goals. 15 goals, I guess. If he, if he scores 15 league goals this season, you'll turn it's, around it's and more, say, look, it's hands more, up. To me, yeah, he, 100%. Yeah, and okay. it's, it's more about his general play, just how he just just doesn't seem that interested. The reason like, why he's got I that asked. United shirt on, he needs to be cutting the gravy he needs to be as good as we know he can be the reason I asked that question is because obviously I disagree and we're not going to sit here and have an argument but what I would like to see is at the end of the season because I do think this is his this is his last almost his last chance if he really struggles this season I think uh, Anthony Martial probably will be looking to well United probably be looking to move him on but I think this season you're going to see Martial in a different light I think you will see him score 15 plus goals in the league that's me personally I do think that I don't think we will but you know I don't care if he proves me wrong because I'm not a United fan you know I hope mate for your sake you get to have that striker who does do that but I just don't see Martial I doing see that. the potential but I also see the times where he looks disinterested so don't get me wrong I'm not saying Martial's the best thing since sliced bread but I think um, yeah I, th- I think he will maybe 15 goals and I think I'd be happy with him this season What's your number one, mate? Your number one, right? This is what I, this is, this right here, because we can anger a lot of people, especially this each other. Will anger a lot of people. Yeah, I think it will. I don't think it'll anger you, but I think it'll anger a lot of people. Okay, I think mine will anger you. And I'm extre- I I do believe this. I I am. I do. I have a very strong belief in this. My number one is Allison. Oh wow. As number one. I think he's the most overrated goalkeeper in the world right now. I think De Gea is the most overrated goalkeeper in the world. And that's my number one. Really? No, I'm joking. I was going to say. <laughs> uh, no, Alisson, I just think... That'd be the end of I the am, podcast. I am so shocked every time I look at that Brazil squad when it's picked and Edison is sat there on the bench. Yeah, Edison's a better goalkeeper than Alisson. Edison is, for me, possibly Why the second best ahead? goalkeeper in the world. 
But why is Alisson getting ahead in that Brazil team? I have no idea because for me, Edison better on the ball, a million percent. Yeah, long range, short Just range. A, I think he's, he's a better he's a goalkeeper in every department. Probably he, the way he when I watch Edison play, it's almost like watching a centre midfielder dictate play. It's so strange, but he's yeah. doing it from his goal line, and yeah. every pass, like the way he angles his body, no, no, no one pressing him really understands what he's going to do next, and really expects him to make the pass that he does. He opens himself up. He creates his own space. He's a great footballer. He's a fantastic footballer. He just I... happens to be wearing goalkeeper gloves. Yeah, exactly. You know, you put me in a 5 side team against like me, you and our mates, he'd probably destroy oh, us. rip us apart. Do you know what I mean? Uh, what, but, but can I just why... ask on Alisson, by the way, yeah. um, obviously I think, I think for Liverpool fans, they were plagued by terrible keepers like Karras, Mingley. He's the best goalkeeper they've had for a long time. Yeah, which is why I think people are talking about him so much because yeah. he's playing in and I think that's arguably why he's one of the best teams. I don't think he's overrated. Obviously, he was seven. Was he seventy million? One of I think yeah, he's the most goal, I think, uh, expensive goalkeeper. I think they were paying that seventy million though because they were almost guaranteed a great goalkeeper. Do you know what I mean? I, the fact, I don't think he is a great goalkeeper. The fact he's getting in front of Edison really shocks me. That that makes me yeah. think he's overrated in that I department. Is he overrated as a player though? If you ask me, no. I, I think can see Liverpool fans talk about him like he's number like one the, though. Alison, for Liverpool fans, they think he's the best goalkeeper in the league. Well, they actually, a lot of them think that he's the best goalkeeper. They think he's better than Edison. They think he's miles better than De Gea. It's no. in, like that's why I I, I put Alisson there because I'd I say think, he's on the same level as Loris, to be honest. And even Loris, uh, Loris, Loris is a, a better for me, a better shot stopper. Mm. Okay. So fair enough, mate. That's that's why I put Alisson there. Who's your number one? My number one is, and it's not because of his nationality, Harry Kane. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Deli Ali. Uh, put him I as thought, number one. I thought you'd put you'd put him in there. Yeah, I I'm, I just don't like like that one season for Tottenham when he was banging them in more than most strikers were. Look, Incredible. I I but even when he was scoring all those goals, I just feel that there was something weird happening. Like it was like an un, not an untalented footballer, but you've got to be talented in some respect to do what he's done, and he definitely is talented. I'll, I'll say that I think he's he's not an attractive footballer to watch for what, me. I don't think he's what do like. You think he's good at though. Like when you say he's obviously talented. Like to be what honest, it's it's, it's 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 hard to kind of gauge what he is. I think um, he gets in great positions. I think um, he's he's very smart on the ball. He's quick with the ball. I just I don't think he is anywhere near world class. I think at one stage people were saying he was a world class footballer. Yeah. I generally like. If I was to give him a FIFA rating, for instance, I'd give him an 82. Because he at the moment, like 84? At one point, he was like 86. But it, I'm not using FIFA, by the way, as like a way to back up my point. I just, I don't enjoy him watch. I don't enjoy watching him play. I think most of the time I watch Tottenham, I just feel like I think, why does everyone rate him so much? See? And I think it's off. Look, the guy does get assists. He does get goals. I just don't think he is as anywhere near as good as what people say is he's definitely a talented footballer but he's my number one rated uh, overhead footballer say, by far if you wanted to back, if you want to look at stats again you would possibly be starting to look like well you'd look like you were wrong based yeah. on his no, stats no I would I've looked at his stats to be fair mate so you can, I like looked at my stats, but use stats no but of course I don't think stats are everything and I really want to stress that because I looked at it and look he always gets assists and everything but I just think he goes missing a lot of games he misplaces too many passes He's overly ambitious with the ball, and I think that's because he knows somewhere inside him he's capable of 
the incredible. I just don't think he's consistent enough. I'll tell you why I think he... I think in terms of why people rate him, he... First of all, his timing. The runs into the box are world-class. Okay. Yeah, and that's and what that I mean. You can't attacking dis- positions, yeah. So there, there are elements of him that are really a top, top, top midfielder, mm-hmm. sort of Frank Lampard-esque. Yeah. So he runs into the box. He's good in the air. He's fantastic with the ball at his feet. Fantastic with the ball on his feet. He's good on the half turn as well, which is really important for a midfielder, especially when he plays where he does. I think for Delhi Ali to be considered world class again, he will need to get those goals, and it does. It is consistency. I just think it's consistency more than anything. I can't imagine I do Delhi like Ali, for play. instance, going into like a Barcelona Real Madrid team. I can't imagine that. I think he'd be fine. I don't think he will in a Barcelona no, team. I think he'd be absolutely fine. He's Definitely not. I'm good not enough saying that he's good enough for Barcelona. To, I, I'm not saying he's good enough to make the start in eleven. But what I'm saying is, if you put him in there, he could play and he, he'd do all right. He'd be able to kick goals. the ball a few times, but he would never. He's a good finisher. He's a good finisher. Fair enough. Well, that's our uh, top five most overrated players. If you disagree with us, you know, if you've got your own ones, feel free to drop us a message on Twitter, which is at G4J Podcast, or Instagram, which is at Goalpost Number Four Jumpers. What have we got next, mate? Next up, we have two lies and a truth. Ooh. Two lies and a truth. Two okay. lies and a truth, Gareth. Yes, We're yes, here yes. For everyone's favourite feature. Can I just start this off, by the way, before... Everyone's favourite feature. Are you about to say that as well? I was going to say... Because we asked you guys on uh, Instagram... Have you got it up by any chance? Yeah, I think you... Because I, I asked everyone a question... Um, what the favourite feature of What the, the favourite feature is. was, and... Um, it was a resounding result. Was it really? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, two Lies and a Truth with... I, I mean, I'm surprised Twatless got so many votes. Yeah, well, Two Lies and a Truth got, I think... Was it, like, twice as many as any other? Yeah. So a lot. Thanks. I think I've been justified. It, it was more really for our peace of mind. Like we yeah. were, we kind of thought, why do people enjoy this? But you do. So what have you got, mate? Uh, Go two on. lies and the truth. Right. Okay. So three stories, Gareth, where I tell you basically funny things that have happened in the world of football. Two of them are lies. One of them is true. And it's your job and the audience and the listeners job to figure out which one is the true story. Mm-hmm. We'll start off with number one. Okay. What have you story got? Story number one. My heart burns as does the world. Do I still have to guess what they are, by the way? Yeah, I actually want you to guess. Yeah, I like it when you do My that. My heart burns. My heart burns. Heart burns as does the world. Heart burns. Heartburn. My heart burns. I can't guess it. Next one. I honestly, I don't know what to say. <laughs> okay, well, this story <sighs> is ex-Premier League referee Uriah Rennie. Oh, good. Has warned... The- <laughs> Warned the introduction of VAR could lead to the end of mankind at the hands of AI. The end of mankind. Rennie, who retired in 2009, says the primitive forms of artificial intelligence developed so far have already proved very useful. But he fears the consequences of creating something that can match or surpass humans could be devastating for the human race. Okay, he's mentally unwell. Next story. Uriah Rennie warns of VAR. Next story is going, going, gone. Going, 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 gone. It's very hard for you to get any of these to be Going, honest. going, gone. Going, going, Just gone. Going, going, gone. Like, going, a going, footballer, gone. Sold to the man. Blah, blah, blah. A footballer's house was auctioned off without him knowing uh, due to him falling out with another teammate and he came home to a... Cabbage. Um, no. It, that story is Paris <laughs> FC chairman Pierre Ferracci 
was left red-faced after buying a 1.4 million euro self-destructing Banksy piece at auction. A hidden shredder inside the painting's frame went off shortly after the work was sold at Sotheby's in London on October the 5th last year. Okay. That's Paris FC's chairman, Farachi, bought a self-destructing Banksy piece. Okay. Story number three. Have a guess at this one. The title is Have a Bit of Salad Cream, Lose Your Place in the Team. <laughs> I fucking hate the food-related <laughs> one. I'm just glad it's not ravioli. Have a bit of salad cream, lose your place in the team. Okay, so um, some footballer had a really big obsession with putting salad cream on all of his food. So his manager banned him from having salad cream on his food and said, if you have salad cream on your food then you will not be allowed to play anymore. Is no. that right? Oh, fuck you. <laughs> the face you were making as well. You thought I was right. This story is Wimbledon goalkeeper Dave Bessant once missed two months through injury after trying to control a bottle of salad cream with his foot. Oh, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Have a bit of salad cream, lose your place in the team. Dave Bessant misses two months uh, for, for, for trying, for trying to, control to do kicky uppies with salad cream with a bottle of salad cream so three stories we've got the chairman I think I know it. we've got the salad cream <laughs> and we've got the Uriah Rennie warning of VAR I think I know it which one are you going to go with I think I know it which and one are you going to go with the only reason why I think I, I know it and I don't want to ruin it for anyone listening is I know that a Banksy piece did self-destruct when they uh, someone bought it I saw that but I don't know if it's Paris's are you going with manager. that manager yeah, I'm going to go with it. You're going with going, going, gone. Paris FC chairman bought a self-destructing Banksy piece. The answer is Gareth. Mm. You ready? Yeah. We'll find out at the end of the show. Okay, whatever. All right, guys, we've got an announcement to make. No, <laughs> just doing your English accent. All right, guys, we've got an announcement to make. Blue White is teaming up with Harry's to make sure our listeners are shaving comfortably. Mm, Go to harrys.com slash bluewire to save $10 on a value trial set which includes five blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade. Wow. Ooh. Rich lathering shave gel mm. Ooh. Mm. and travel blade cover because we all need that. And a cabbage. No cabbage. You've got all that for just $3 shipped right to your door. Enough with cheap razors. It's totally worth trying Harry's, Gareth. So worth it. Yeah, so Harry's is fixed shaving by combining a simple, clean design with the quality and durable blades at a fair price. So Harry's fair. founders were tired of paying for razors that were overpriced and overdesigned, just like me and you. Do you know, they were so tired, they bought a world-class blade factory in Germany. Did you know that? That's been making yeah. quality blades for over 95 years. That's just good. Join the 10 million who have tried Harry's. Claim your trial offer by going to harrys.com forward slash blue wire. All of Harry's blades come with a 100% quality guarantee. If you don't love our shave, let them know and they'll give you a full refund. Full refund. A full refund. Again, make sure you go to alexharrys.com slash blue wire to redeem your razor for just $3. Three dollars. Three dollars. Can I shave my pubes with it? <laughs> Twat. Twat. Today is gonna be the day that I'm gonna call you a twat. 
by now You should have some realised you are a rat I don't believe anybody Just say it's the twat list I mean I had I had I had a hole my computer's crashed. My computer's crashed. Welcome to the twat list. <laughs> I'm so glad that people didn't have to listen to the whole thing because I think you could have gone the whole three and a half minutes singing Wonderwall there. I, d- I didn't know the, what I was going to sing. I'm glad that it ended. Okay, so twat welcome list. to the twat list. So um, this is the feature where Gareth uh, gives us three cryptic clues about someone who in football he deems a twat. It's our job to try and figure out who that twat is. I don't think anyone's listening anymore. No. After that. Not surprised. Um, yeah, so I changed the format recently. Uh, the first two clues are what you'd associate with the player. The last clue is a name-based clue, just as it was before. Alex, are you ready for me to rock your world? I am ready. Take you through a cryptic journey Let's through your that. mind. Okay. So clue number one. Honestly, I hate it when you burp into the mic. It's do you do you know that it's the number one most complained about it's not, thing it's not. for people who listen to podcasts is burping into mics. The and number one is all... eating pizza into the mic by Gareth. No, stop it. So clue number one. It's a lovely day today. The sun's out in the blue and white striped sky. Clue number one. It's a lovely day today. The sun's out in the blue and white stripey sky. I don't like that you don't write anything down. It's like you're devaluing the future. I didn't need to last week and I got it right. And I didn't need okay. to the week before and I also got it right. All right then. All right then. Billy Big Balls. Clue number two. God, I bet that footballer's hungry. Clue number two. God, I bet that footballer's hungry. And then clue number three is an evening party or gathering, typically in a private house for conversation or music. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Oh, this is tough. Yeah, and you should have written stuff down then. It wouldn't help me. Shouldn't you? It wouldn't help me. Should have written stuff down, boy. Written stuff down. So I'm guessing that might have something to do with like a kit. Why have you not written any? Like, write it down. It'll help you. Okay, so it's a lovely day today. The sun is out in a blue and white stripy sky. Sun and blue and white stripes. Okay, so clue number two. God, I bet that footballer is hungry. I bet that footballer's hungry. Northern accent doesn't. No. Not relevant. Oh, was that northern, was it? Something like that. Clue number three. An evening party or gathering, typically in a private house for conversation or music. Kind of a classy thing. Very classy thing. Something okay. you wouldn't know about. Like a... Soiree could be, could be something like that. So, as per usual, I want you guys listening to have a think about it while Alex does as well, and we'll reveal it at the end of the show. Are you positive about this one? I'm very confident. I think I've got it. Okay, what's up next? Uh, up next, we have Frankenstein football. Frank, I don't know, I've done it. No. Oh, You're crazy! Crazy, am I? We'll see whether I'm crazy or not. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, uh, colleagues and students of the university, 
four jumpers thank you for coming along to my experiment as titled frankenstein football i've got dr alex price here with me today hello hello alex how's hello. it going how are you doing i'm very well thank you any Gareth. scientific things going on right now yes uh well a few things actually mainly in the scientific world of technology and um okay so referees. frankenstein football ah. um right this is a feature guys uh you're probably aware of it now i use football manager to conduct uh, certain experiments, see how it plays out, and let you know. It's almost like a football simulation, essentially, where I, I just play God. So this week, mate, um, obviously recently, Jose Mourinho has been added as a pundit to Sky Sports. Um, and one of the first things he said, which was brilliant, he was asked, um, who does he think would win the... Said who'd be top your top three? I think he said. Yeah, your top Liverpool, City, your, Liverpool. Your top four choices to win the Premier League, wasn't City, it? City B team. Yeah, essentially said that Man City's B team could challenge for the title. So we put that to the test, and essentially, what I've done is I've put all of Man City's starting team. I've edited their injury proneness attribute to be twenty out of twenty. Twenty out of twenty. Right. So they're very likely to get injured. Okay. So my hypothesis with this one, Alex, is to see if Man City, how they would do with most of their players getting those knocks, getting those injuries, and to see if those backup players can come in, step in, and challenge for the title. So are you saying that all the City players, the outfield players have Weetabix legs and the goalkeepers have Poppadom hands? Yeah, exactly in uh, in those scientific yeah. uh, um, explanations. Very good way of putting it. They lack calcium in their bones. Indeed. So, yeah, they have become papier-mâché footballers. And what do you think would happen? I think... Right, so they're all really injury-prone, but obviously City's squad depth is quite vast. Mm. Uh, so when Mourinho said City's B team, he joked, but, I mean... City's B team wouldn't be bad and they'd probably do all right under Guardiola's kind of guidance. So I think they'll do all right. I don't think they'll win the league. Okay. I think they'll finish top four. And I think possibly, say Aguero gets injured, say, you know, Silva, De Bruyne. Although De Bruyne got injured for a large part last season and they coped fine and he was arguably the most important player. Before. But all of their players are injury pro now. That's what you need to think about. <sighs> I think they'll still do fine. I think top two. Okay. So... Obviously, got on the plane, went away to Barbados for 10 months, came back, and... Um, you have a great life. All you do is go on holiday. I just go on holiday to Barbados all the time. Yeah, so I come back, and I saw... And I was. there's no guarantee here. There was no guarantee, although they had 20 or 20 injury proneness, that they would all get injured. Yeah. They're just way more likely more to. Likely. Well, they did. They, a lot of them got injured. Ah. If you, I, I looked at the squad, and I saw how many games they were playing... So Aguero only played 18 games. David Silva only played uh, 26 games. Jesus only played 20 games. And oh, Sterling Jesus. played uh, 16. Gabriel Jesus uh, played Jesus 27. Played. Yeah, Jesus Christ superstar played. Sterling only 16. Basically, most of their players were crippled. Okay. So the step-ins. Right. So Murich, the goalkeeper, yeah. Man City's goalkeeper, ended up playing 24 games. Oh. Got 6.96 rating. Douglas Luiz, re recalled from loan. 
literally they had to recall him. Where is he at the moment? He's just gone. Out, uh, he was on loan. Douglas Lewis has gone to. Uh, blah, 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 he just Not come out. Aston Villa. Uh, Aston Villa. Yeah, so 29 games he ended up having to play for Man City yeah. uh, with a 6.98 rate in three goals. They bought Kieran Tierney for 25 million, rather mm. accurately, who played 29 games, two goals, and a rating of seven. Extremely accurate. Zinchenko. Ended up having 31 games, one goal, seven assists, 7.5 rating. Phil Foden, 21 games, five goals and four assists, 6.91. And finally, they had to buy Mandzukic for 39 million, who wow. played 34 games, scoring 15 goals, four assists, with a 7.27 rating. So as you can see, rather interestingly, they had to plug those holes. Yeah. Mandzukic not a bad step in I not say. a bad step in but you can see there that the game you know Man City went into panic mode they had to play youth they you know like Muric playing a goal instead of Anderson recalling Douglas Luiz who's definitely not ready yeah. and yeah so Man City where do you think they finish you said top four I think top four and I thought based on your evidence now I would still go top three I'd still say top three based on those standings yeah okay well Pep Guardiola was sacked in January. Oh. Uh, Man City was seventh at that point. Oh. And who do you think he was replaced by? Mourinho? No. Because that would be a great twist. Who, no, not no. Mourinho. But who do you think? Who do you... A good shout. Uh, Eddie Howe? No, Antonio Conte. That's oh. why I love this game. It's so clever because I could see that happening. Yeah. He guided them to Champions League safety, a oh. fourth place... 75 points, 21 points off first place Liverpool. But there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you know, what we've learned there is that Man City, their B team, could could finish in the could top qualify four. for the Champions League. So Jose, Jose Mourinho was right all along. There's a reason that guy is a pundit and it's yeah. because he's one of the most intelligent people in football and he clearly... Do you know what? I reckon he ran on Football Manager and done this himself. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be he surprised. He's bored. He's trying to fill his time. He had, he had a lot of time off. So, Alex, I'm going to ask you, mm. was this a Franken fail or was this a successful football Frankenstein experiment? Give me a mark. One out of ten Frankenstein heads. I'm going to give you... It's a Franken... It's a Frankenstein football success, I think, because Definitely. in terms of what, obviously, Mourinho said, you've pretty much... He's pretty much nailed it. So, yep. what we expected and what we anticipated were true. I would give it a solid 8 out of 10. Thank you. Finishing Thank you. top four. I think they plugged the holes. I'm surprised Guardiola got sacked, though. Well, they were 7th. Well, yeah, I suppose. But they they didn't they because... wouldn't take into consideration the fact that 16 of their players were injured. Wow. The Man City board It's a cruel word, boy. Yeah. It's a cruel world. So, there it is. Um, you know, Frankenstein Are you starting to see the value of Football Manager now as a simulation? Yes. yes. It's definitely accurate. Apart from when Celtic and Rangers get that again. Okay, let's not get back onto yes, that. All right, there you go. Thanks very much. It's all over, I think. No. Okay, and welcome to the end of the show. Welcome to the end of the show. This is where uh, the show ends and, and nothing else happens after that. And, we and then you guys to have to wait another week for another, another episode. episode. But you can watch our videos on YouTube and stuff. Yeah, in the meantime, if, if, you, you, want to, if you want to fill that G4J gap, mm. we are on YouTube and yeah. you can see our faces. They're not Actually, good just faces. Wait. Yeah, just wait. They're just not there. good yeah. faces. Don't go there. Uh, so we've got a few things to wrap up. We had, originally, we had the question that you asked me, which was the stats. Yes. That was the England English team to play in every division 
uh, and also the north and south. Yep, all eight leagues. And you said it's close to home. Mm. So obviously I knew it was going to be close to home because where my family are, Hereford, that's considered National League North. Okay, you're off. Even though they're kind of halfway down You're off the country. Tracker, you're off track. I'm going to give you the answer. But I was thinking of a team around there. Okay. So What's your guess? My guess would be... I'll go with... I'll go with Bristol Rovers. You are. Mate, well done. You got it wrong. Uh, when I said close to home, I believe your father played for Coventry, Coventry at one point. Yeah, yeah Coventry City. I, do you answer. know what? It went through my head, but yeah. I thought it was too... Old Bazza Price, yeah, well done. So, what else we've got to wrap up? We've got your two lies and a truth, mate. Your two lies and a truth. Two lies and a truth. Go on. So, Run I'll go through, through back through the stories, just so everyone knows what they are. We had story number one, my heart burns as does the world. That is ex-Premier League referee Uriah Rennie has warned the introduction of VAR could lead to the end of mankind at the hands of AI. Goodness gracious, I hope that's true. Rennie, who retired in 2009, says the primitive forms of artificial intelligence developed so far have already proved very useful, but he fears consequences of creating something that can match or surpass humans could be devastating for the human race. He's mentally unwell. The story that you went for was the going, going, gone. That was PS, uh, sorry, Paris FC chairman Pierre Ferracci was left red-faced after buying a 1.4 million euro self-destructing Banksy piece at auction. A hidden shredder inside the painting's frame went off shortly after the work was sold. That was at Sotheby's in London, October 5th last year. Okay. And then the last story, which you didn't fancy as well, have a bit of salad cream, lose your place in the team. Mate, I never fancy any of these any stories. Any food stories. No, I, I really want to stipulate <laughs> this. I hate this feature. Well, that the only reason why this feature still keeps going is because everyone likes it other than me. Everyone, yeah, other than you. Uh, but that was Wimbledon goalkeeper Dave Besant once missed two months through injury after trying to control a bottle of salad cream with his foot. Okay, so I ruled out the first and third story. I went with the Banksy story because I know that, and I've seen the video of Banksy's piece dissolving or blowing up or whatever it was in the middle I got it wrong didn't I you did you're fucking the, smiling you've done the, it to me again <laughs> the true story ah! the true story was what you, like if I'm narrowing it down for two which one would you go for out of the two Ryoya Rennie or the salad cream why did I fall for it I don't know why didn't I think oh he's <laughs> I hate this feature so fucking much do you want to go, have another go you've got the last two Ryoya Rennie oh, I and can't be arsed, Dave mate. Besson which one would you go? The salad cream, I guess. The salad cream. Oh, it has a bit For of consolation. Sake. You're right. That is, you have a bit of salad cream, lose your place in the team. Dave Besson did once miss two months of injury, uh, through injury, after trying to control a bottle of salad oh, cream this is with true. his foot. Yeah. The salad cream. Yeah, he broke his, I think he severed his tendon in his foot and missed two months. This is ages ago. This is decades ago. Dave you know when, Besson. like, someone dies and, like, it's everyone's fear of how you're going to die like choking on a dildo or like, you know, you put an apple up your ass too far and then, you know, something like that. Which is always a concern every time you do it. No, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's it's what injury you got. Like, oh, salad how, cream. How, salad cream. Oh, hiya, mate. Um, how come you're not playing today? Oh, yeah, uh, my, uh, my my legs are in. Oh, why is, why is your leg hurting? Uh, yeah. Salad cream. Salad cream. It's like the, it's like the uh, old veteran footballer who never quite made it. I would have been something, you if know, did, if it wasn't for if that it wasn't salad for cream. HP salad cream. Yeah. yeah. 
Shame. So yeah, that is Dave Besant. He injured himself with salad cream. There you go, mate. You fucking bamboozled me. Done it. Your twat list. My twat list. So you feel that you're confident that you have it. Yes. Um, perhaps this new uh, format is too easy for you. So clue number one, it's a lovely day today. The sun's out in the blue and white stripy sky. So what did you think that meant? Well, when you said the blue and white stripy sky, I really wasn't... I was thinking of a, te- of a teen's kit. Okay. Right? But then I thought of, like, when I went back and I realised who I thought it was, I can't work out why you've said that for this player. Okay. Because he does play in blue and white, but it's not stripes. Okay. And what was the next? The next one was the hungry footballer. Mm. I, that was, I knew that was obvious. I know which that, that made it more obvious. And then the last one was the house, the private party mm. as well. Okay. So, unless... There is a stripe, blue and white stripe. I'll, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. So everyone listening, it's a lovely day I today. The sun's out in the blue and white stripe of sky. That is actually the flag of Uruguay, of which course. is a sun uh, and blue and white, blue and white stripe. Stripes. I was trying to think of the kit, but I went with Clue Luis number Suarez. two. God, I bet that footballer's hungry. Yeah. Luis Suarez once bit a player. Yeah. Evening uh, party gathering, typical private house. He's a soiree, ladies and gentlemen. Luis Suarez, my twat of the week. Mate. Okay, why is he your twat? For obvious reasons. Okay. Like, let's be honest. Um, That's all I need because I agree. I think I, he bit a player. He might be the most infuriating Dives. person in football. Him, Diego Costa. I like Diego Costa. Yeah, but he's infuriating. Oh, not as much as He's Suarez. an unbelievable striker. Yeah. Love him as a striker. I love Diego Costa as a player, by the way. Yeah. Such a good footballer to watch. So, yeah. Do, have we got anything else to wrap up? We've got... I think that's it. Obviously, we just want to say thanks for all your support with the Fantasy League as well. We just yeah. want to say thanks for tuning in. I think there's like 100 entries on that. There's loads. There's an, even more coming in. So, please, yeah. you, you've still got time. You can still enter. It's £100 at the end of the season, which yeah. is great. We actually had loads of responses for all of our all of our questions as well when we've asked me for fee, but we've asked you for kind of what's the favourite. So what the favourite feature is so uh, we want to just thank you for everyone getting involved yeah and um, guys if you want to join that fantasy league the code is 2 delta foxtrot 6 uh, x-ray 7 so 2df6x7 that's the league for the code so get involved also please 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 go and subscribe on YouTube there is a chance to win a PS4 if go you, and do it what, why would you not do it it's free one of you is going to win a do you know what? You're actually pissing me off that you you're haven't. No, me. no, you but haven't. Look, you're on your phone. You're listening to your phone. Just open up. Go to YouTube. Type in Goalposter Jumpers. And subscribe. Win a PS4. You know, it's like, that easy. It's that easy. Right. So we'll see you again next week. Before we go, oh. Alex, um, you mentioned you wanted to say something about that um, thing you're really passionate about. Oh, the thing. Uh, no, I'll leave that for next. You're week. leaving that. For you talking about the dildos? Well, this is embarrassing because I thought you were. Good. Yeah, the dildos. No, you can the dildos. I just didn't we don't talk about the dildos next week. Okay. okay, thanks very much for. Oh, by the way, yeah. um, funny story, right? <laughs> they think it's all over. It is now.